Hello, and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of, what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective? This is in our own lives and the world. My name <laughs> I, want, I wanted to take out the in general. Yeah. The world is the world, right? And the world. But generally, the world is generally the world. Yeah, it is. My name is Daryl, <laughs> and I'm here with my wife, Karen. Also known as Aunt Cannon. That's her nephew's caller. Aunt Cannon. Cannon. They go, Cannon. 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 I think because the first one couldn't say the R. So couldn't Probably. say Karen. So I was Cannon. Yeah, Among other names. Stuck. I have a lot of names. You do. <laughs> Fitty. Fitty is your social media name. Yeah. And, and now everybody calls you that. that Everyone. <laughs> that's like... All the dance yeah, actually, moms call you Fitty. Yeah. Fitty. No, actually, some there are some people that don't realize my name isn't Fitty. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people ask you, "Is your name's Fitty? Is it really?" And you're like, "No, it's a nickname." Oh, it's a nick. How'd you get that nickname? <laughs> I know. And the funniest, the funniest is when I tried to get Siri to call me Fitty. How do you do that? She couldn't do it. You could say, Siri, call me something, so that when you address her, or when when oh, you ask her something, she can address you as whatever you want. So she was like, okay, 50. <laughs> and then I was like, no, Fiddy, Fiddy. Okay, Big T. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Fit. Like, I, she literally could not do it. That's crazy. Yeah. I so never know. I'm going to I'm gonna have to try again gonna someday. Siri, but... call me. Call me a name. Okay, big T. Something nice. <laughs> Something nice. <sighs> big, and we also have bacon and eggies. I'm yeah. also eggies. Mm-hmm. And you also you used to call me Dolly. Remember Did that? I? I don't, yeah, when I guess so. you first married, you said I was your Dolly. Yeah. Uh, Karen, you're telling the people <laughs> way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call you Dolly on this show. Maybe some other time, but not here on this show but Karen what I want to know is why do I get so emotional when I watch America's Got Talent <laughs> like whenever the, a person gets the golden buzzer I'm like oh man <laughs> trying not to cry and getting all choked up I cry after almost every I guess every person that does well I guess yeah well, a, a lot or of if they cry, I definitely yeah. cry. Well, a lot of times they have people on the show that, like, you know, they'll tell you their hard luck story, you know, or, or like they tried to make it when they were younger and yeah. now they're older, or mm-hmm. they were a backup singer, a backup dancer, and yeah. now they want to be a star. That's know. nice. Like this, the one. Well, a few ladies have said this actually. Like they, they just stopped and took care of their kids, and then mm-hmm. now they have some free time again I was like you know what that's that's that was the right thing to do I think it's because the underdog story like appeals to to many people yeah you know that come from behind win or somebody who was had a disease or sick or in a car accident or they lost a loved one and now they're there to to honor their loved one (laughs) but that I think that just shows that we're made in the image of God, and we know the underdog story of 
fallen nature, fallen man that needs mm-hmm. a redeemer, needs a hero, and that person is Christ. And even even the story of the gospel, like, like our hero king, like and all all his disciples think that he's going to take over right there and become king, and then he dies on the cross, and you know, and he's dead. He's in the grave, and then mm-hmm. he comes back. You know, it's that <laughs> story that that we all love you know yeah he didn't just come and just be king you know like he came and he had to die our death and it look it looks defeated Mm -hmm. and then he's in the grave for three days and rises again and now he's risen and he is king and he'll come back he's gonna Mm -hmm. come back in triumph when when the gospel goes to the whole world but we see that we see that in movies too you know so it's not just you know, America's Got Talent or shows like that <laughs> that appeal to us. And that's why a lot of people watch these shows. But, you know, we see all these superhero movies that come out. Or even uh, Pastor Luke talked a little bit about Harry Potter in one of his, his sermons. Mm. And when I first saw Harry Potter, like the whole series and how, spoiler alert, Harry has to die <laughs> for, <laughs> in order to defeat the evil dark lord Voldemort. And then he comes back. <gasps> no, I said the same. Mm-hmm. Shall not be named, and then he comes back. So you see that gospel story in in the writings. I don't I don't know if J.K. Rowling's is yeah, a Christian, I don't but know. she might even grew up oh. in that background. But we see that, and then apparently well, she in, has a story too. Like wasn't she homeless and maybe like she came from nothing? I think and just mm-hmm. I mean I don't know when, why, or how, but yeah. And like again, the the Marvel superhero movies that are out DC, we see, you know, these heroes that look like they're being sacrificial or that are being sacrificial, right. like putting their lives on the line. Mm-hmm. And I think something happens in Endgame where one of the I don't want to give I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna even talk more about it because I haven't seen it. But I don't know. And I think it's that like perseverance. Mm-hmm. You know, endurance thing too. It's like I persevered right. through all this suffering and you know mm-hmm. all these trials, and I'm still here. Yeah. So it's that and whole... and that's like uh, even even sports. I think a lot of people watch sports mm-hmm. for that. You know, I'm a, I'm a Mets fan, so I'm, my baseball team's always the underdog, even when they have. <laughs> They sign great, talented players. It's like, oh, they're not going to win this. <laughs> and when they do, it's like, oh, look at this. They won. But it's I probably nice will never see them win the World Series again. Mm. Whatever. You never know. I'm not, I'm not as obsessed anymore, Karen. I'm over. I know. I'm over. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. But we're not going to have the whole episode on that. But it, it was just something I was thinking about because we just watched America's Got Talent. And, like, every time it's on, I'm like, there's always yeah, one moment. Like, like, oh. Simon used to be so mean. Now he like cares about people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're just gonna do uh, an episode, kind of giving you a heads up, the listeners out there, a couple guests we have coming on, hopefully in July. I know, uh, I know they they have a busy schedule, and it's hard to nail these guests down. And, and we keep saying we're gonna have guests on, we're gonna have guests on. But people are busy; they have lives, and we'll get some guests on here. But we're gonna have. Uh, Colleen Sharp from Theology Gals. She's going to be a guest, and she she uh, is available in July. She said so. <laughs> so we'll get her on, and she's going to talk about discernment. 
<laughs> especially discernment in uh, in women's ministry. You know, because her podcast, she addresses a lot of. It's not just a discernment uh, podcast that she has. She talks a lot about theology, a lot about reform theology, uh, from a Presbyterian perspective. Uh, That's which, the Justin Peters podcast we're still waiting for. Yeah, the Didache. I'm discernment. Yeah, Justin Peters. Um, when was well, stuff well, I don't talk? think his is going to be discernment either, specifically. Oh, really? Like, he's going to talk about discernment, but it's more of like a Bible teaching uh, podcast. Oh. I'm sure topics like that will come up with him. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure when that is coming out. I, th- I believe Andrew Rappaport's been on his case I wonder about if he's still waiting recording. for that music. <laughs> Just waiting for some music. <laughs> uh, Maybe we'll get him on. <laughs> would be good. Hey, we'll have love him to and Colleen together on discernment. On discernment. <laughs> I don't know. It would probably be hard to nail both of them down for the same time. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. <laughs> but it, it's important to be discerning. I'm just going to read uh, from Philippians, uh, where Paul kind of writes about discernment. It's Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 to 11, from the NASB, the Non-Arminian Standard Bible. Or the New American Standard Bible. And the Word of God says, And this I pray, that your love may be may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So Paul wants us to be... Uh, I'm sorry. He wants us to have real knowledge in all discernment so that we may be approved of things that are excellent. So we need to discern the things that are excellent to know what is good to learn from and what is not, what is good uh, to edify us as Christians, to encourage us, to disciple us in our walk, and the things that aren't good, things that we should stay away from. So wh- wh- why would you say discernment is important? Well, the sermon, this is like, I think, the thing that I think about most often because there's so much out there. Mm. There's so many Christian influencers, and there's, uh, I think it's so easy to not know how to discern, especially now, like... Because there's so many um, popular pastors, and or there's so many like celebrity pastors, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. And there's so many books out there, and and how do you know, you know? Um, but I think it's important because you could really be led astray pretty easily by the wrong message, you know? Yeah, and even like, <coughs> you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that people who listen to bad teachers uh they're we're not saying they're not christians or even the false teachers may in some cases be christian but um we have to be careful like you know god wants us to discern he wants us to know what's good and solid and not everybody has it 100 percent right but there are things that we can know and there's good teaching and there's bad teaching and it's important that we, we teach each other, you know, especially, you know, as hu- husband and wife, as a family, to to be in the Word to know what is good and what is false. 
And I think I've shared that quote before from Spurgeon. Basically, he says, it, you know, discernment isn't knowing necessarily knowing right from wrong, but right from almost right. And that's why it's where it's hard. Like you were saying, there's so many things out there that are from this Christian world, from te- different teachers here and there, that make it sound almost right. And that's when it's most dangerous, when it's not as obvious what they're teaching is wrong. Some discernment bloggers and posters, 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 could could tend to go overboard where that's all they do is just, you know, find the false teacher, find the false teacher when that's not, that's not necessarily a good thing to do. There's calling out names constantly. We should call out names because we want to warn, warn the flock, you know, where not to go. Ultimately, we can't always convince people that certain teachers are bad. All we can do is show them the evidence and let God guide them in the correct way to go. But it's just sad, and I don't know, it breaks my heart when, when good, solid Christians are following false teachers or reading and promoting false books, and or they quote them, and it's like, ah, well, what does that mean in context? Is that is that quote true? But it sounds almost true. And again, that's that's the discernment part. Like, this is almost true, but... What's the foundation underneath of that? Is it a truly biblical stance that that teacher's taking necessarily? So that's kind of like what what Colleen does on on her podcast when they bring up things like that, like certain groups that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think it's so hard because some days I'm just like, ah, just forget it, like because yeah, me too. <laughs> the more people, you know, because. You do tend to, as a Christian, kind of put your faith in certain people. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, John Piper all the way. Like any, you know, and then you tend to just agree with anything that person says, you know, <clears throat> just because there's someone you trust. And it's kind of, it's silly to think you'll agree with everything anyone says. Right. Um, but gosh, sometimes I think like this is just still such a struggle point for me because I don't know. It's like I I want this concrete answer all the time. Right. Mm. So I just have to work with whatever wisdom has been granted to me thus far and just weigh what I'm seeing out there against what I'm reading in this book. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and that's the thing. We, we have an objective standard. <coughs> so when, when a teacher is questionable, we go back to that standard. We go back to the Bible and what does what does the word of God say? So not necessarily what this teacher says versus that teacher. We can do that. We can right. compare what they say, look at commentaries, look at study notes in a study Bible, but ultimately is what does what does the Bible say? And we have the Holy Spirit that guides us right. into all truth. And it is encouraging, like having these people. Like mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for these these pastors that I have been learning from Mm -hmm. and and even you know women that write books that have you know taught me a lot about god and scripture and stuff um yeah and even the teachers we like and we listen to a lot like we don't agree with everything all their conclusions like i mean you could take things like eschatology like you know I, i would consider myself covenantal so i go between ah and post mill you know not that to get ah yeah ah mill post mill uh not to get technical right now theologically nerdy why are you getting technical you're not well maybe we'll do an episode with on uh, end times 
<laughs> so yeah, eschatology's end times. If you didn't know what that meant, uh, but you know other core things because I think eschatology, we can argue over it. We can have you know in-house debates, but it's not as I don't believe it's as cut and dry. I mean, I would disagree with dispensationalists, but <laughs> uh, but that I don't think that's necessarily a, a salvation issue, and I wouldn't not still learn from somebody who believes dispensational right. uh, theology. Uh, but certain other things, I might like. Same thing with baptism. I would still learn from a Presbyterian, even though I don't think we should sprinkle babies. Sprinkle I don't think babies. that's. I do believe baptism is a sign of the new covenant, but I believe the new covenant is with believers. But I will always say that I could, that's the one I could be swayed on if somebody gave me a good biblical argument, but I still haven't had one yet. But I could, I could go to a Presbyterian church and be perfectly happy worshiping with Presbyterians. Yeah. I think it's like you just have to protect the gospel. You know, is their Jesus the same as your Jesus? Right. Is the good news the same <clears throat> the same good news? Yeah, and that's where teachers like like I'll name one Bethel Bethel Church in Reading where I believe that Bill Johnson does not teach the same Jesus of the Bible. You know, he says Jesus uh wasn't God while he was on earth. Yeah. And things like that. So is that what the Bible says? No, he says he, he was God. <laughs> He's always been God. And sometimes the second you'll person hear, the like, even though he says that, you can listen to other things. Other things he says, but I think mm-hmm. if he has that wrong, right? Then... And then there are other issues there too, with <coughs> you know, continuation of the gifts and basically exploiting, I think, abusing, you know, the the gifts, uh, like speaking in tongues. Well, they have prophecy, a school, right? yeah, oh. school, yeah, Hogwarts. I think it's have... <laughs> <laughs> hogwash. <laughs> but so obvious ones like that, and what's the less obvious ones are like more like the word faith in betweeners. And I'll name somebody who I believe is a false teacher, uh, Stephen Furtick. <laughs> oh, I said it. <laughs> I need oh, a no. band aid. Yeah, uh, but I believe he teaches a, a borderline, if not full, prosperity gospel at, at times. Faith, word faith type things. Um, and I think that's more dangerous when it's, it's subtle, you know. So they'll say good things and every so often preach the correct gospel, but then some kind of false teaching will come in there. So all that to say is there's sol- there's more solid teachers. It's not like we're at a... No, there's only certain people out there. We have to listen to these people. There's yeah. solid teachers. There's solid teaching that we can glean from. We don't have to go to these false ones. But all I can do is warn people. Yeah, and if you're in a solid church and you're not sure about something you're listening to or someone, you know, you could always ask your pastor or you know the deacons, someone you trust in your church. You know, maybe get a general consensus, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, but I think, like, it's so dangerous now, too, because, I mean, I know there's always been persecution, but I feel like just what we're getting lately and how it's escalating 
Um, especially with like uh, that pastor that just got arrested and then just what's in the news lately. And then I was listening to Allie Stuckey and she was talking about um, YouTube now is starting to like crack down on mm-hmm. not demonetizing certain channels for certain opinions and stuff like that. And, and I'm like, oh, geez, like, you know, mm. if if people are at churches that are preaching health, wealth and happiness, like what's going to happen when it really comes down to the suffering right. and the persecution, mm-hmm. you know, what's inevitably coming. Yeah, if the, if the gospel you preached can't be preached in a third world country, it's probably not the true gospel. Like yeah. if, if you can't preach that in, in, the, in places where there is pro- poverty already and persecution already, yeah, like, it's not going to hold up. Like, it's you, not. They, you won't be prepared. Which I don't know. Maybe that's a blessing. Like, if I mean I don't know. pray persecution on anyone, but if we start, mm. if people, if if we start being more persecuted as Christians in this in the West in this country, and the true churches, God preserves mm-hmm. his, his sheep. Maybe He's using that as judgment. Maybe that's gonna, yeah. And it'll start weaning out we, the false teachers. I, was say. <laughs> I mean, I, I I would rather pray that those false teachers repent and start preaching the true gospel but that's what i think and we gotta really just start memorizing scripture like yeah i didn't read like that article crazy. i saw that in china right yeah that, yeah i i, I just kind of skimmed it quickly i didn't read the whole thing but mm-hmm. i was like oh that's so true like we uh, you know me and my daughter have been kind of m- working on memorizing romans but your daughter. <clears throat> Me. <laughs> I love. Sometimes you do that on this, on, when we're recording. Like you, you talk like my I'm daughter. not here. <laughs> so I was with my daughter today. Yeah. Uh, what? Did, have you met her? <laughs> um. But yeah, like we'll even go through you know times when we just don't feel like it. You know, mm. it's just being being human sinner. Right. But. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, we got to make that a priority because really, if it comes down to like not being able to have a Bible, yeah, then if it's like they said in that argument, if it's in your heart, they can't take that away. Oh, we got. I wonder we're how we're going. I wonder how fast. Like, if that happens here, like, is it going to happen fast? Like, I don't know. Like, because everything like it... seems to be moving fast, and yeah, like you would think, because we have a conservative president like him or not like that's what he ran on conservative yeah even though sometimes he goes back and forth like most politicians there's like but, something there though like I so mean, like we're being preserved right there's like almost like maybe it's a calm before the storm to come in the next election because some people are saying mm. like whatever if if a democrat i mean not to get po- political but like a left-leaning person because I know nothing about politics, really. I don't. But but many think if if somebody from the left gets in, We're that in they're going to be extremely left. Yeah. And that's like so ultra liberal. Because just the, like. And we're going to be just seen as. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's I already. Think we're just going to get rested left and right. Yeah, because for... if you're out like preaching the gospel in the open air, you won't be able to. I mean, it's not as bad as as Canada. Because yeah. that's where that preacher yeah. was that got arrested, right? He was yeah, in Canada. Canada. So their laws are a little bit different there. 
but if you say certain things. It's a, I didn't hear what he said, but supposedly mm-hmm. it was a very loving probably. message. He, he's probably very... quoting the scriptures. <laughs> like, uh, well, yeah. yeah, how any of us would say it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's scary, but we have to just... Yeah, like there was that rugby player that, like, I think they kicked him off the team or something in New Zealand. I'm not exactly sure, so don't quote me on that. But he tweeted uh, something from First Corinthians that listed, like, you know, idolaters, homosexuals, and this won't inherit the kingdom of God. Wow. And such were some of you, but you have been washed, you, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, you know, because they focus in on that part of, you know, oh, he, he hates homosexuals right. because he... Well, <clears throat> read the rest of the text and mm-hmm. like, yeah, society. That's the thing is just... too. Like everyone's just thrown into one heap. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, oh, you're a Christian. Oh, you're a conservative. Like you must feel exactly this way. You must hate people. Right. And, and they they don't sit down to talk to you. Like yeah, like, they don't, don't realize listen. really in listen your heart you're saying. loving people. Mm-hmm. But they just don't see it that way. Yeah. So anyway, we're going all over the place here. <laughs> it's good. But yeah, so discernment is is where we were. Uh, we started that conversation. So it's good that we we should discern as Christians. We should read the Bible and measure everything up against what the Word of God says. Yes, we can have teachers. We can have uh, commentaries and other books to help us study the Bible. But it ultimately goes to what the Word of God says and stay in prayer. And, you know, trust the Holy Spirit to guide you. And then we use each other. Iron sharpens iron. And that's what we're going to have Colleen Sharp on here to discuss. And probably more specific with her, too, is discernment within women's ministry. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think um, there's, I mean, yes, there's a lack of discernment in general in the church in the West. Do you think there's a lot more that from like women's ministries or do you see it I feel like in a church um however whatever the church government is the the pastor the deacons really the men should have the authority in the church and they should be overseeing what the women are doing mm-hmm. what books they're reading what bible studies they're doing um you know, what Christian women they're following. And I feel like there's a lack of that, at least in, like, the churches that I know of. Um, right. It's kind of, it's kind of unfortunate because, and I, this could come across wrong. I'm not saying, like, women could be led astray easier than men, but... Right. <laughs> um, you know, women like women. Mm-hmm. In general, like when a a woman gets up and talks about their life and their struggles and, you know, and then they, they try to throw scripture on there and they, they make it sound all like a powerful story. You know, right. women tend to respond like, oh, yeah, girl. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> you go. <laughs> you go, girl. Like Oprah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like women are more accepting, you know, and we're emotional beings, so. Mm-hmm. In a way, we are more susceptible to fall for false preaching and stuff. Yeah. So, um, 
so I feel like the men in churches really need to step up. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, I don't know what goes on in, in, in most churches, but at least right. from what I see from my friends, from my fellow Christian women friends, like the men kind of let the women just do what they want and don't really even know what they're doing. Right. Yeah, I wonder if that comes from they just, just trust. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, sure it's, they it's trust. a weird thing, right? Because for me, what I would see because you is, would probably trust me. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I trust what you, you watch and listen to and read. But I would also, if if there's something that I already thought was questionable, because mm-hmm. we listen. But you have said to me like, "Oh, don't read that book," or I wouldn't suggest that book. Right. I, I yeah, I wouldn't necessarily tell you not to read the book. Mm-hmm. I would just say be careful, and that's the thing we need. That's what I believe, like, you know, the husband's role in a Christian household is the spiritual well-being of the family. Mm-hmm. So with that, you know, you want to do devotionals together, Bible studies together, you know, family worship time, and then within the individual time, like, scrutinize everything that you read. Yeah. But if I see something that I already think is questionable that you're reading... Or, or quoting or, you know, posting on social media, I, I would just be like, um, bring that to your attention and discuss it with you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like, no, don't read that. I, I don't think that's a, a good way to lead a family. It's, you know, so the same thing I think would should happen in a church with the male leadership roles, elders and pastor, would be to go to like the women's ministry and say, oh, well, you know, what Bible study are you doing? Oh, I'm thinking about doing this whatever i'm not going to name names but <laughs> okay well what what benefits do you see in this you know in this bible study and just try to talk about it and work through it yeah in the ultimate but if you know they keep demanding to do that study be like well let's uh do this one instead <laughs> but there, there's <laughs> graceful ways is what i'm trying to say to to help somebody else discern without cutting them off completely, which I've, I'm learning that over time because I used to be very like, oh, that's Jesus calling. You shouldn't do that. Like <laughs> now I want to be more, you know, delicate with people who, you know, whatever book they're reading or whoever, whatever teacher they're learning from, hoping to, to lead them gracefully into the truth. It doesn't yes. always work, yeah. you know, Most still people be like, oh, I love that teacher. Book. That teacher meant so much to me when I, you know, and usually it's an emotional right. thing. Like, yeah. Because there's teachers I like that, use... like the one I mentioned before, Stephen Furtick. I listened to him when I first became a Christian. I thought it was great. I was yeah. like, this dude's awesome, right. you know? And then, you know, so, somebody mentioned something to you about like, oh, you like Stephen Furtick? Well, why do you like him? Well, you know, cause, and then you have a discussion and then you start looking into it and like, Okay, maybe he's not so... So that's happened to you. You know, people have warned you. Like, people have Mm -hmm. stepped out in faith and said, Hey, I don't think... That's exactly what happened with why I stopped listening to him and really looking at it because somebody mentioned something. And you're grateful for them doing Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Same same with, uh, uh, like, Bethel. I didn't listen to any teachings from there, but I used to listen to Jesus Culture. And then somebody's like, really? Jesus, why do you like that? <laughs> Like the same thing. <laughs> they started a conversation. And I was like, oh, I'll look into it. And like, yeah, this isn't good. <laughs> this isn't good stuff. So it's important to be discerning. And like you're saying. Not to hold debate in itself. Yeah. Worship music. 
Yeah, worship but, music. Discerning with that. There's yeah, there's so much to discern. And I could see like you're saying, there's frustration, like when does it when do we stop? Mm-hmm. Like being when you know, when is it overly discerning? Right. But we it's because there's such a lack of it <laughs> that we need more of it than some people go too far. I feel like overall there's more there's more bad stuff out there than or at least the bad stuff not, well, I don't know, bad stuff, but you know what I right. mean. That's what's popular. You know, that's what yeah. you see on the bookshelves. That's what you see on the top sellers list. It's all the the stuff that tickles your ears. Yeah. And it comes from you tickling your ear for what you want, like health, wealth, you know, things like that. Or emotional, very emotionally driven. Not so much driven emotionally from knowledge of the truth. Like, yeah, we are, God made us, men and women, both with emotions, because God has I mean, emotions. We cry at church every week. Right. But it's because of the truth, of really the true gospel of of Jesus Christ, that, like, we're sinners deserving of wrath. Yeah, how can you feel if you don't know? Like, right. So it's not just, like, God comforts you on your bad day. Yeah, he'll, he can do that. But there's a whole underlying truth of of the eternal truth of Christ and right. who who we were before Christ, who we are now. And that's what, what should drive our emotions in worship, in what we read, and in, in just that we shouldn't be puffed up with knowledge, but we should we should know what we believe, why we believe it, and that should drive us to emotions for for gratefulness, grateful to God, gratitude, and also drive us to tell other people about it yeah and that should give us the drive to want to correct our brothers and sisters to know the truth as well we're worshiping spirit and truth i mean we're worried about them hating us but really it's just again out of love and and do we do we always just trust like if we're feeling convicted about something like they say, if if you're personally convicted about it, but that person is not, then you should not do that thing. Like sometimes... Like, well, that would be like Christian liberty, is that what you're kind of talking about? Like sin, if you see it as sin, but somebody else doesn't? Yeah. That kind of thing. Would you say to, to, to use that rule kind of like... If someone does something and thinks it's okay, Almost according like to what they... the weaker brother, like in, in Romans... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I was reading that, and I was like, you know, wondering, am I the weaker brother? Like, I don't know. Right, yeah, uh, I'll be the weaker brother. Really? Yeah, because they, they think because sometimes, some usually usually that's brought up with, like, drinking alcohol. Like, right, like yeah. If like the, like the weaker brother is the one that says, oh, drinking's a sin, so you don't, you don't drink alcohol in front of the weaker brother. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, like, maybe if we see it's sinful to watch a certain teacher... But the other person doesn't. Yeah. Is it the same thing? I would I would say it's it's different in a way because if somebody's believing a false thing, I mean, what we believe has eternal consequences. So it depends on who the false teacher is and what they're teaching. So I would say correct them gently. Yeah. You know, correct them with with gentleness. You should at least try to talk about it. Yeah. And, and the same can go with alcohol. If somebody believes it's, if, I mean, if you're drinking a lot, like, <laughs> then somebody should correct you on that. <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna have Colleen talk about discernment and discernment in 
women's ministries. And then we're going to have another guest on who you're going to hear his commercial right now. Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. And we're back. The delicious grape. Delicious grapes. This is a delicious grape. <laughs> but we're gonna have uh that guy one day we'll have him on in july who you were just hearing that guy that does not sleep does not sleep and no not not gabe hughes he's not gonna be on he just does his commercial <laughs> but he's gonna come on andrew rapaport and talk about an even more controversial subject that kind of relates to discernment Mm-hmm. It would be interpretation of scripture, but there's a big, big to do going on mm-hmm. in Christianity right now, and it's weird. It seems like these things go in cycles. Because this was controversial. I mean, it's always been controversial, but now it's big in the limelight again, and that would be women's roles in ministry. So Andrew, one of his quotes was posted on Facebook uh, a couple weeks ago. I think when he was in the Philippines with Justin Peters. And it it called quite a stir. (laughs) You know, a friend of ours posted it, and there's a bunch of people commenting on it. But right now, you know, it's controversial. Should women be allowed to be pastors? Should women be allowed to preach in the pulpit on a Sunday? So Andrew's going to come on and talk about what he believes the Bible says about that, and I agree with what he says, because I believe that's what, oh no, I believe that's what the Bible says. So does that mean I hate- You know you're married to a woman, Does that mean I- Karen, you're a woman, right? (laughs) Does that mean I hate you because- Mm -hmm. Because does that mean I'm a misogynist? You just married me to do the dishes. (laughs) Wait, I married you so I can do the dishes? Is that... <laughs> but it, it's a big deal. And, you know, some people say it's a secondary issue. And it, it is. I mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily a salvation issue. I don't know where Andrew stands on that. We'll find out. But I believe that yeah. that it would cause me to not go to a church with with a woman pastor because I believe the Bible is clear that the qualifications for elder pastors, a husband of one wife. Yeah. Like honestly, like even if I did feel like women should be allowed to whatever, it it just doesn't seem to even make sense with the whole theme of the Bible and the theme of what women and men were created 
mm-hmm. for like our just our roles as women and men it just doesn't make sense really so in second sorry first timothy chapter 2 verse verse 11 paul writes to timothy a woman must quietly receive instruction with the entire submissiveness but i do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man but to remain quiet for it was adam who was first created and then eve and it was not adam who was deceived but the woman being deceived fell into transgression but women will be preserved through the bearing of children if they continue in faith and love and sanctity with self-restraint. So some people say that, you know, they interpret that, oh, that's the context of, you know, what was going on at the time. So there were either uneducated women, so they would teach wrong things, or there was uh, a woman priestess in the pagan temple, so they didn't want to confuse people, so that's why uh, Paul writes this, but, I mean, it's it's rooted in creation. Like you were saying before, the theme of the Bible, Mm. you know, Adam was made first and given dominion to, you know, so it was his responsibility to teach Eve to not eat the fruit, you know, and he was standing right there when Eve took the fruit, and he didn't say anything, but she was deceived. The serpent talked to her, and he just let that happen. So, really, that's why we get it's Adam's sin that we mm-hmm. inherit. But you know, I, th- I think Paul's clear, and even even in the roles of husbands and wives, like there's there's different roles that I have than that what you have. Right. <laughs> hey, baby. So with, within the church, it would be that same thing. Kind of like even what you were saying before about, you know, helping women discern, you know, not just giving them, say, go, go ahead and do what you want, but having that leadership over them. And I, I believe that what, what Paul has in view here is, is that, you know. So a lot of people would say, okay, well, yeah, I would agree women can't be pastors, but they, they're allowed to preach on a Sunday in the pulpit. And I was watching a, a good debate with Tom Askell and uh, Dwight Mahisick. I think that was his name, Dwight Mahisick. And they were debating this topic. And Tom Askell, in the cross-examination, asked a great question. He said, you know, what's the primary role of the pastor? It's, it's to preach the Word of God. So he asked his opponent, he said, would you allow that woman who you occasionally on a Sunday would, would preach, would, could she preach every Sunday? And he said no. So hmm. I think that's inconsistent. Like if yeah. if if she could preach one, why not all? Yeah, why not all? And is 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 preaching is that authoritatively teaching? I, I believe it is on a Sunday. It's that's mm-hmm. part of the worship service. It's you're preaching with authority. You can't not preach with authority on sometimes and like. And like our pastor is the shepherd of our flock right right like could a woman be the shepherd of the flock i just feel like it just doesn't make sense right for that to be like church isn't just some thing we just do for like you know just for christians to get together and it's not like church is a big deal church is it's god's church Mm -hmm. like i think 
he's very specific about how he wants church done. Yeah. Because it's... <laughs> all the, the, Paul's the, letters the, to all the churches, like, you're doing this right, you're doing this wrong. You're doing, like, yeah. good job to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you need help in this area. Like, why would he be so specific? <sighs> like, I just... <laughs> yeah, and I, I believe it's clear... It's yeah. There's certain things that are in context. We need to get that part right. Yeah. So there's certain things that Paul wrote in the New Testament that yes, there's some cultural context behind it, definitely. Right. But certain things are still rooted in Scripture, and even when the stuff that's in cultural context, we still apply that. It's still applicable, maybe not specifically. You know, maybe. Right. You can't just throw it out and be like, ah, that's not for me. Right. Like the preceding verses of uh, of. uh, Likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, modestly and discreetly, not with braided hair or, or gold or pearls or costly garments, but rather by means of good works, as is proper for a woman making a claim of godliness. So, uh, if, right there in verse 10, but by means of good works, as is proper, women making a claim of godliness. So, the point that Paul was making there was not like the braided hair, not specifically those things, right? Right. But so, because culturally in that time, that was seen as being flashy. Like you're being, you're drawing attention to yourself. Don't draw attention to yourself by what you're wearing, what what mm-hmm. you put in your hair, how you do your hair, but by your good works. That's how you'll draw attention to yourself. So you can apply that. Like, don't wear skinny jeans Today, or, or, or be, yoga, yeah. don't wear yoga pants to church like <laughs> yeah something that's going to draw attention to yourself so that in its context meant what it meant then but we can apply it to what's going on today yeah but the next verses where he roots it into creation of a woman not speaking with teaching with authority over man has a foundation there that goes back to creation so you can't say that's just for that time time period. Well, then Paul made it from the beginning. Like he equates it back to the beginning. Right. So yeah, there's a context to that as well. But where's it rooted? Where's it grounded? And if you get that wrong, like I believe that's obvious. That's why I wouldn't go to that church, and I wouldn't want to go to an event that has a woman that's labeled as pastor. Like. That would be hard for me to be at that event. Yeah. Or I would just not be in that session. Because if they got that wrong, like, what else did they get wrong? Yeah, because this is, and it's surprising to me that, that this is such a debate. And I think it's because people want to bring the world in to this decision. Mm-hmm. And say, you know, because that's all what's going on now, like girl power. And um, I think this is... A decision that people are making not strictly from the Bible because they want people to come to their church or you know they want people to not hate them for 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 saying this mm-hmm. but I, I don't see how else you could interpret that like I just don't see <laughs> I don't see how you can come away saying yeah God definitely wants women to preach in the pulpit on Sunday Right. Uh, de- God definitely wants women to be pastors. There's no way. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what am I missing? 
And we got way deeper into this than <laughs> yeah, we, we had did. planned we to, because this is. But but when we have but uh, when Andrew when comes, Andrew comes yeah, on, he'll, he'll get us into a bunch of trouble. But <laughs> I probably won't even understand what he's saying. But <laughs> now nah, you he, he's he's a good really good yeah. teacher. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, but he he'll explain it much better. We've gone long, I think, on this. Yeah, you're editing it tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna edit tonight. Oh, cool. That's your bad. Well. We didn't promote our other commercial that we have. We're going to get more commercials, by the way, of <laughs> other other people in the Christian podcast community because yeah. we're members of the Christian podcast community, and we're adding uh, new podcasts like almost every week now. Yeah. We got a, a lot, and and our two guests are the heads of the Christian podcast <laughs> community that we'll have coming on soon: Andrew Rappaport and Colleen Sharp. That's right. I was joking with Andrew last night. I was like, "Man, you gotta hire a staff." We get. <laughs> I was like, "I'd hey, help you out, you man," but I don't know you. any of the technical stuff. I have no idea. Is there like training? Is there training? Yeah, go. Yeah, he'll start a new podcast. Right. <laughs> he'll be like starting your own ministry. <laughs> well, so speaking, you want to start a ministry? Well, speaking of starting a ministry, let's listen uh, to the commercial for the Five Solas podcast. The Five Solas Podcast, a weekly podcast hosted by James Watkins that is dedicated to the Reformed theological distinctives and their continued relevance for the church and world today. Grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Join us each episode to discuss the truths of these foundational rallying cries of the Protestant reformers, the prophetic challenge they present, and the sound wisdom they provide as we delve into their biblical meaning and theological significance and reflect upon and appropriate their truths, we will be engaging issues in the church and world. Each week from the rich insight of Reformation Christianity, we will be showing all the manifold ways in which this material helps challenge and direct the current church in its life of worship and witness and confront the idols of our age with biblical discernment and a sound apologetic in a manner that is as open and transparent as possible while challenging you to seek the glory of God in all that you do. Soli Deo Gloria. And we're back. We're back. Just to say goodbye. <laughs> just, yeah, just to say goodbye. But, uh, you know, if you're listening out there and you don't agree, which probably at least... Some of you aren't 56%. going to agree. Yeah, fifty-six point two percent of you won't agree with what we said. Uh, you can you know, give us some feedback. You know, be gracious to us and let us know your thoughts on these topics of discernment and of uh, women in ministry. And we'll we'll have a discussion and hopefully address your questions that you have. Like we don't we don't know everything. We're going with the best we can with what the Bible says, and. We believe that's what the people who disagree with us will also be doing, going with what the Bible says. Right. So we're not, I'm not kicking anybody out of the kingdom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go to the scriptures and see what the scripture says. That's, that's, our, that's our objective standard is the scripture. So let's go there together. Let's be iron sharpening iron and let the Holy Spirit lead us to become one. And, and that's what that's what we hope. So yeah. definitely check us out on iTunes. Uh, we'll be on a lot of other podcast catchers pretty soon. 
but we say that every week. We say that every week. It's going to happen soon. It's in the process right now. So maybe the next episode or the episode after that, you can catch us on Stitcher. I don't even know what that is. Oh. We might we might be on Stitcher. We might be on the. I don't. What are other ones? I only have an Apple product, so I don't know what the other ones are. Sounds like Spotify. Maybe Spotify. But you can go to our Twitter. You can go to our Instagram. You go to our Facebook. What are we even doing here? And interact. Stitcher. That sounds like where I get my sewing patterns. Stitcher. <laughs> is, it, is it called Stitcher? I'm probably like, I just made one up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> sounds like my kind of place. Yeah. But thanks for listening. And here's and Karen to sign We might us not off. be here next week. Yeah, either we will. We're away on well, vacation. Unless we split this up in two. I don't know if this would work as two. Okay. Well, forget I said that. Edit that part out. <laughs> I just made more work for you. For you. Woman, do what I said. I need ice water. <laughs> Woman, do it. Submit. The Bible says you have to submit to you me. You must edit this podcast. You must edit my podcast now. Wow. <laughs> but sign us off, dear. <clears throat> Rachel. In the meantime, we pray that you will seek the kingdom of God and continue to learn. What we are even doing here. Grace, grace and, peace. and peace. And grace and peace. That's it. Grace and peace. You just married me to do the dishes. This is a delicious crepe. <laughs>